Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes of Rum, Notes on Rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. About a year ago in real life, i.e. not podcast time, uh, you heard the only other voice that has ever been on 5 Minutes of Rum when I teamed up with Adrian from the Inside the Desert Oasis Room podcast. That was episode 66, and we talked about Plantation Stiggins Fancy, a.k.a. Plantation Pineapple. Uh, we made a pineapple rum daiquiri and the pineapple express cocktail. You can go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't heard them, one on uh, Adrian's podcast and one on mine. They're a lot of fun. Now, since then, Adrian and I have discussed uh, doing another round of podcast collaboration. If you listen to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, you know that Tanduai Rum is a prominent sponsor of his show, and we thought it would be fun to get together and talk Tanduai and cocktails. So that's what we did. And as a bonus, Adrian set up video and we shot an episode uh, of his show at the Rincon Room, Home Bar Excellence of uh, Ron Farrell. Uh, Tim from Tanduai, the brand rep from Tanduai, was there as well to share some info on the Tanduai rum. The video was a lot of fun to shoot, even if I don't know how to look at the camera, and it should be out soon. As soon as it's available, actually, I'll put a link to it uh, on the show notes and a link to it on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. Now, as part of that show, uh, or as prep for working on that show, I worked on two cocktails, one original, or mostly kind of original, and one Tiki Tea uh, cocktail recipe, uh, the Tiki Tea recipe for reasons I'll get to later, um, for the two Tanduai rums that are on the market here in the uh, in the uh, United States. And so that's episode 78 here on 5 Minutes of Rum. That'll be two Tanduai rums and two cocktails done in cooperation with Inside the Desert Oasis Room. Uh, full disclosure, while Tanduai is not a sponsor of my show, they did provide me with a bottle of the silver and a bottle of the gold. So my opinions are still my opinions, but the bottles were provided to me for uh, helping me work on the cocktails. And with that, on with episode 78 of 5 Minutes of Rum. Off I go. And so, as mentioned in the intro, the two feature rums on this episode are Tanduai Silver and Tanduai Gold. Tanduai is a huge producer of rums from the Philippines. Uh, They primarily serve the Asian market, and they haven't had much of a U.S. market presence, at least in the last uh, few years. Uh, But that awareness changed for me in 2017 as they began a push to get their rums on U.S. shelves. I knew of the brand Tanduai, but I hadn't sampled it until they became a sponsor on Adrian's Inside the Desert Oasis Room uh, podcast, and I went to a couple events where they were serving uh, the rum straight or their rum and cocktails uh, and got a chance to try it that way. I now understand that the U.S. slash North American push actually began a couple of years previous in 2014, but it didn't quote-unquote arrive for me locally until 2017. Uh, they actually date their operations back to 1854, so they are a very long-standing uh, rum producer in their region. Uh, so let's taste the rums first, and then we'll get a, a little bit more history of the company. Now, first up of the two rums, uh, we'll start with the Tanduai Silver. Uh, the rum comes in a tall, slender, 750-milliliter bottle uh, with a repeating design that's embossed around the label on the middle of the bottle. Uh, it's topped with a screw cap. Uh, the silver rum itself is a very faint straw color in the bottle, and it looks ever so slightly fainter once poured into a clear glass, probably a result of being out of the thick glass of the bottle and into the thinner glass of the, well, the glass. Uh, When it comes to aroma, um, if I take in the nose from the bottle, I think it seems like I'm picking up some fruit, or sorry, excuse me, some faint vanilla and a very little astringency. And then after aerating it in the glass, the aroma still seems a little bit muted. Uh, There's no real noticeable heat or astringency, nor does it have any odor from the aging process, uh, at least in terms of the nose. Now, when I taste it, I start by rinsing with a small amount, a small sip to condition my mouth and then have another sip. Um, Now I'm picking up a little bit more of some heat as opposed to as the the way it was on the nose. Uh, The mouthful is fairly thin. Uh, The rum is actually dry overall, which isn't a knock on it. That's just what this style of rum is. 
Um, it doesn't have a lot of extra sweetness to it, um, so I don't think that it's had much sugar added, if any. Um, and there's not a dominating note in the rum, um, and it's going to provide, um, excuse me, there's not a dominating note in the rum, um, and it's there primarily, I think, to provide some extra punch in a tropical recipe that would layer rums without disrupting the other flavors. So it's going to be mostly uh, playing a supporting role if you put it in a multi-rum cocktail. Now, when it comes to the finish, the finish I found to be relatively short uh, with a lingering dryness and maybe a hint of sarsaparilla on the, on the finish. Um, to sum up this rum, this is a, a relatively smooth rum that in my mind was made to mix with. Uh, if you think of those Jeff Berry books where the recipe calls for a, quote, silver Puerto Rican rum, end quote, then you're probably going to be on the right track. Um, personally, it's not a rum that I would sip neat, uh, but it's a rum I would definitely mix tropical cocktails with. Uh, this isn't really a reflection on the rum when I say that, but more a reflection of the flavor profile that I like when I'm serving when I'm served a rum neat. So I'm looking typically for a bold, assertive flavor, something that's got a heaviness to it, something that's got a bit of funk to it. I traditionally, for sipping neat, go for either a really long aged rum or a, a funky Jamaican rum. Uh, so that's just my particular preference. Um, in terms of mixing, you can think of this as something similar to like a Cruzon or a Don Q Crystal, something of that st that style that you're probably going to want to use in a cocktail. Well, you can use it a couple ways. You, one, you can use it to bolster cocktails and just give it a little bit extra punch without worrying about altering the flavor too much. Or if you want to feature that rum, you can use it in a single rum cocktail that has very few ingredients, which we'll get to later, something that's going to highlight it but not bury it underneath some other flavors. So uh, probably more of a mixing rum in this case for me. Now, uh, Tanduai Gold, we'll move on to that. Um, the appearance of this rum, just like the silver, it's the same bottle but with a different label. And of course, it's got gold rum inside uh, or a darker rum inside, I should say. Uh, the gold rum itself is a pretty accurate description. Um, I don't really care for producers who call it quote unquote dark rum. So I do like that this is sort of reflective of the color that it is. Uh, anyway, so it is indeed a gold rum, mostly looking like maple syrup in the bottle. And in the glass, again, like the silver, it's slightly lighter in color from how it appears in the bottle. So, you know, thicker glass and, and whatnot. Um, when it comes to aroma, the gold rum from the bottle, I'm picking up more of what I would, uh, no pun intended, consider notes from the aging process. Um, uh, the similar in the glass, uh, some light hints of wood and a little bit of sugar. There's also, you know, it's still pretty mellow when considering the astringency or the heat on the nose, or, or should I say pretty mellow when considering the, the not, not very assertive astringency or heat on the nose. When it comes to taste, uh, that definitely there's more character here in the taste than in the silver. Uh, the mouthfeel itself, the mouthfeel itself is still dry and thin, um, but I'm getting more varied flavors in the rum. I think this is a reflection of the distillation process that's used for this rum, as well as the aging process. So those things coming together give it that differentiation from the silver rum. Now, the sarsaparilla that I found in the finish of the silver rum is more present here. There's also a, a woodiness to the flavor, uh, but it's not dominated by oak or vanilla like a really long-aged rum sometimes is. And maybe a little bit of cacao in the mix as well. Um, probably a very faint hint of that. It's definitely not a dominant flavor. When it comes to the finish, this is a bit more complex than that of the silver rum, uh, but at 80 proof, it's not a, you know, there's not a lot of lingering heat. So it's a, a nice finish, uh, but it's not going to be like burning and, and lingering for a long time in your throat. Most of the finish in this rum is actually in your mouth and not in your throat when it comes to uh, how it goes down. To sum up, um, of the two Tandoi rums I'm sampling here and mixing cocktails with, I'd give my nod to the gold. Uh, there's more in play with the flavor and the finish in that rum. Now that said, this is again a rum I would keep primarily for mixing cocktails with and really not in my wheelhouse for a sipping rum. 
Um, I think the fact that the gold has more flavor notes but isn't dominated by one particular note will show that it's going to be a good participant in a cocktail while maintaining some of its own identity. Um, incidentally, I, I have had a long-aged Tandoi rum. I think maybe it was a 15-year-old Tandoi rum, um, the courtesy of Adrian at uh, the Desert Oasis room itself. And I will readily admit that that was my favorite of the Tandoi that I've sampled. Unfortunately, that was kind of a one-time tasting, and I don't have a bottle to, not only do I not have a bottle of my own, I don't have one that I can recommend you go out and get. So uh, maybe locally, there might be one if you're in the Philippines, you might be able to find something that's a long-aged Tandoi. But in the U.S. market, it doesn't exist quite just yet. Um, I was also able to sample the Tandoi CLX rum when we filmed the uh, Inside the Desert Oasis Room video, and that was courtesy of uh, Tim from Tandoi bringing that back from the Philippines. Um, it was enjoyable as a sipping rum, sipping rum, excuse me, one that had obviously spent considerable time in at least one barrel, uh, and that gave it a, uh, a larger or more of a depth than you get from the uh, standard silver and the standard gold. Now let's talk a little bit about Tandoi as a rum producer and as a rum brand. Uh, Tandoi was established as a distiller in the mid-1800s in Isla de Tandoi. Tandoi means peninsula in Tagalog. Uh, the original products of the distillery bore names such as uh, Agua Diente or Firewater or simply Ron, the Spanish word for rum. Uh, production at Tandoi formalized in the early 1900s in their Manila distillery, and that was when it became branded as Tandoi Rum. That would be R-H-U-M or Hrum. Uh, during the 1900s, ownership changed a few more times, and production of the distillery uh, expanded to other include other spirits like gin and whiskey. Today, the primary distillery has moved from uh, Manila to Laguna, where production runs at about 100,000 cases a day. Uh, when it comes to production of the rum, the story from Tandoi with their rum production is primarily about the sugarcane. Uh, sugarcane, sugar cane, excuse me, is a very old crop in the Philippines, and obviously the basis for the spirit of rum. Now, how old is that sugarcane uh, crop, or how old does it date back in the Philippines? Cane was present uh, or dated back to the Philippines as far back as 4000 BC. And being a part of the Ring of Fire, the Philippine climate is well suited to sugarcane growth. Uh, both the silver and the gold rums are aged after distillation, though there are no age statements on the bottles. Uh, the silver has less time aging than the gold, and I think that's reflected in the taste. Uh, in terms of price and where you can get it, um, as mentioned, Tandoi is beginning a push into the U.S. market. Uh, from what I read on the Rum Howler blog, and there's a link to his reviews in the show notes, uh, they entered the North American market in 2014, or they at least started a, a renewed push in the market in 2014. Uh, in 2017, they entered into two NBA sponsorships, one with the Brooklyn Nets and one with the Golden State Warriors. So that should uh, tell you that they were starting a more aggressive marketing push in the U.S. Now I'm a hockey guy and not a basketball guy, but this seems like, again, like I said, a pretty big marketing push. And yes, I know the NBA is huge compared to the NHL, but you know, for me, it starts and ends with hockey. Uh, for me, locally, uh, locally, excuse me, Tandoi isn't widely available, yet you can get Tandoi in some total wine stores in the U.S. Both the silver and the gold rooms are 80 proof. They're 40% ABV models in a standard 750 milliliter container. The gold rum uh, runs about $20 a bottle, and the silver rum can be had for about $18 American. Now, after mentioning cocktails about 18 times so far in this episode, maybe we should get to a couple of them. Uh, the first one up is called the Taui Taui, and that's, this is uh, essentially a rum riff on a Paloma cocktail. Um, as far as where I got the name and where I got the recipe, um, the idea with uh, using the Tandoi Silver is I didn't want to bury it in a complex cocktail. If I put it in a rum barrel, you're not going to taste it. It's nice that it's in there, but you're never going to, you know, you're, gonna, you're not going to find that rum particularly standing out in, in something like that. Uh, so I wanted it to be uh, play in something that we use some fresh ingredients, 
um, and had a little bit of chance to highlight and stand on its own. Uh, so that's what I did. I went with fresh juice. And by thinking that way, the Paloma sprang to mind um, because it's um, what's a popular tequila cocktail in our house. Now, this is primarily a rum podcast. Well, it's a, exclusively a rum podcast, but that doesn't mean we don't serve other spirits here in the house. Um, and the most popular one to serve uh, tequila-wise is the Paloma. Now, of course, Paloma, it gets its distinctive taste from not just the grapefruit, uh, but also from tequila, which has its uh, obviously a very distinctive taste. Uh, in fact, a very distinctive agave note, you might say, from a Reposado tequila. So that's not going to be present in this cocktail, but he did like the idea of the fresh juice combination of white grapefruit and lime, along with some club soda to lengthen the cocktail and give it some effervescence. So using the Paloma template but swapping in rum seemed like an easy win and an easy way to get to a good cocktail that's going to uh, be delicious to sip. Now, as for the name, well, I wanted to, again, emulate the, the, uh, the spirit of the name Paloma, but with a Philippine twist. Uh, since Paloma is Spanish for dove, um, an aviary connection to the Philippines seemed like a good place to start. The official bird of the Philippines is the Philippine eagle, which is nice, but not a great cocktail name. Um, I happened to stumble across another bird, the blue-winged racket tail. Uh, this is an endangered parrot. And so it seemed like at that point I was on the right track, at least with the parrot being a, something a little more akin to an exotic bird, um, despite the bird's name not being too catchy. The blue-winged racket tail is kind of a mouthful for a cocktail. As it so happens, this bird uh, lives on an island province in the Philippines named Tawi-Tawi, which you know kind of has that it has that cadence, it has that sound of perhaps a tropical cocktail, something from something that would show up on a tropical drink menu. So. It starts to sound like a tropical cocktail, so I, I go with the Tawi Tawi. And then side note, I also find out that the Tawi Tawi is kind of a reference to a banyan tree in the Malay language, which uh, in that in the Malay language, the banyan tree is a Jawi Jawi, J-A-W-I-J-A-W-I. So at that point, cut and print, the name was decided. Now, to make the Tawi Tawi, uh, pretty simple. Again, if you're familiar with the Paloma, you're going to be pretty familiar with this cocktail. That is two ounces of Tandui Silver Rum, one ounce of fresh white grapefruit juice, one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one half ounce of simple syrup, and optionally one pinch of salt. Uh, you're going to combine those into a uh, shaker and shake that with ice cubes and then strain into a Collins glass or in the case of, uh, as you'll see in the video, a rocks glass if that's what you have. Uh, and you want to have that filled with fresh ice because you're going to strain that from the shaken ice into uh, over fresh ice to kind of stop the dilution process and then you're going to top that with soda water and stir it gently to combine, garnish with a lime wedge, and then sip that slowly. Um, should be a really nice, fresh cocktail, uh, especially if you're using fresh white grapefruit juice. It'll give it a little bit, you know, that bitterness from the white grapefruit, and then the simple syrup will help balance that out. Um, it should be a good, you know, sort of, again, not to overuse the word fresh, but fresh tasting cocktail. Now, as an alternate version, um, if you want to make it even more simple and more like a highball, uh, you can actually substitute a grapefruit soda for some of the ingredients in there. So you could pick up like a Harito soda or a Ting soda from Jamaica. And if you do that, you're going to omit the simple syrup and omit the club soda. So essentially you're going to create a highball with the Tandoi silver rum, the uh, grapefruit soda, a little bit of lime juice to give it a little bit more tartness. And then you're going to uh, combine that with ice. So that's another way to make that drink. So um, again, you're not going to get the uh, agave notes from tequila. So it's not going to be quite that bitiness from from the tequila, but I think overall you're going to find it to be a very refreshing drink, something that's probably going to show up uh, best maybe between the months of May and, say, October, if you're at least in the uh, uh, Northern Hemisphere. Now, cocktail number two comes to us by way of Jeff Berry's Potions of the Caribbean book, and this cocktail is called the Virgin Island Kula. 
Um, there really isn't more than just a page and a picture and some notes devoted to it in Potions of the Caribbean. Uh, but it is a uh, previously unpublished recipe from Ray Buen, uh, Master Ninja of the Tiki Tea. Um, and you can actually find out a lot more about Ray Buen and the Tiki Tea if you pick up Jeff Berry's Sip and Safari book, either the original one or the just-released 10th anniversary hardbound 300-page edition. Uh, more to come on that particular edition in another show. Now, um, as I talk through this recipe, you're going to note some Tiki Tea hallmarks that are inside of it. Uh, they're, that make up part of this recipe. There's the gin and rum combination. So if you've had a raised mistake, you're familiar with that gin and rum combination. There's the fact that there's very easy to measure parts. So everything in the recipe is either one ounce, a half ounce, or nothing else. Um, and the addition of club soda, which is, an, again, not an uncommon thing to add to uh, tiki tea drinks. Um, of course, the other touchstone for me, when thinking of Tandoai rum and wanting to do a tiki tea cocktail, is the fact that Tandoai is a Philippine product, a, a rum from the Philippines. And Ray Buen was one of the uh, original Filipino bartenders who worked in the uh, the dawn of the tropical cocktails and the tiki scene with, uh, well, it was actually proto-tiki when it was just Don the Beachcomber and he was starting that whole uh, that whole cocktail movement. So um, that sort of formed an, an easy connection for me to go with this recipe that I already wanted to make uh, from uh, Ray Buen's notebook and, and Jeff Berry's Potions of the Caribbean and the fact that I had a Tandoi gold rum to work with. It seemed like sort of a, an easy win. Uh, so the recipe itself uh, is one ounce of apricot brandy. I'm using the Luxardo apricot brandy in my case. Uh, one ounce of dry gin, beef eater in this case. One ounce of Tandoi gold. Uh, it's called for as a gold Virgin Islands rum in Jeff Berry's recipe, but Tandoi gold will substitute in, in that case uh, and substitute nicely. It's, the, it's that style rum. Uh, one ounce of fresh lime juice. One ounce of orange juice, uh, fresh if available. It works very well. One half ounce of simple syrup, one half ounce of orja, and one ounce of soda water. So shake all of that with ice cubes and then pour into a Collins glass, a rocks glass, or a tiki mug and then garnish it with a cherry or an orange slice. Now, if you were doing this at the Tiki Tea, since they don't actually uh, shake drinks, they use the flash blending method, you would probably put all of that into a mixing tin, put in probably about eight ounces of crushed ice, maybe a little bit less, flash blend that for three or four or five seconds, and then pour that into a Collins glass and then um, strain it as you get to the top. I think it's what uh, Martin Caden in his book would call it a gated finish. When you get into the top and you're going to run out of space for your ice, uh, you uh, put the strainer on top of that and just strain the rest of it on top of the cocktail. In any case, uh, if you want to make a Tiki's Tea style, you're going to flash blend it. Otherwise, just shake it and pour it into a, a, a Collins glass when you're done. Now, this cocktail is a, a very nice cocktail in the classic Tiki Tea style or how I would define the classic Tiki Tea style. There's a good depth of flavor. Uh, there's multiple spirits involved, and there's a nice sweetness without being overly sweet. It's not a cloying drink. Uh, this may not overtake my personal tiki tea favorites like the Puka Punch or the Raised Mistake, but it is a worthy addition to their collection and their legacy, and it's also a worthy addition to your uh, collection of recipes at home. And I highly recommend you take that one up and uh, and make it a couple of them for yourself. That's it for the show. Thank you for listening. The show links are up on the Five Minutes of Rum website. That's number five minutes of rum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, and you can even leave a review. The show is also on Twitter and Instagram as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's at symbol number 5 Minutes of Rum. Uh, you can send in comments, corrections, feedback, and requests via the 5 Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, this will also be linked up to from Adrian's Inside the Desert Oasis Room podcast. Check that out if you haven't yet. And now, go get some rum. <laughs>